I guess, like, think about five iPhone tens. You know what I'm saying? That's his poops. Yeah. He's a tiny dog. I don't. Lego's not a tiny dog. He's like a medium sized dog. He's like a large dog. He's like a small great dane. He's not like. He's a extra large, dog. but really? like breed wise and how they categorize him, like to vets and like hairdressers know, and groomers and shit, it's like a large. Do you, breed. Do you know the breed Newfoundlands? Yes, that's mm-hmm. what my family used to breed. Well, yeah. So that's a large. Those dog are horses, to me. right? That yeah, is a large it's a couch. Yeah. It's uh, you could ride it. <laughs> that's like that's extra that's, large. Yeah, that, that's yeah. A, that's, that's like a step a, above large. That's abnormally that's a, large. That's a never ending story. <laughs> yeah, love that dog. So we're here to talk about not dogs. No. Sorry. We're here to That's talk fine. about scary movies Ooh. like The NeverEnding Story. Which yeah. a lot of the times kill dogs. So What? Hor- stories? Hor- horror, horror, oh, horror movies. movies. Yeah. I don't, I don't watch movies where animals get hurt. How do you, do Have you, you not seen Jaws? Dude, there's got to be like a website to check that. <laughs> <laughs> That's your go-to for... Well, a dog gets eaten and the shark blows up. That's two animals oh, that get hurt. Yeah. In that animals movie. were harmed in the. Thing. <laughs> I called my mom and called her, told her to call PETA about it. She said they made the movie in the '70s and there was nothing she could do. I was pissed. Mm. To me, the the epitome of "Don't you dare" is "I Am Legend." Uh, did you guys see that? Oh yeah, the, yeah, the dog gets he, he, he puts his dog down, becomes a fully vampire. Yeah, that's dog. A, that's, a, that's a nice vampire way to put dog. it. That movie's about vampires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. Kind of like zombie vampires. I see, I see. Yeah, it was like a apocalyptic movie, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Um, so modern horror movies. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Not nah. particularly. I mean, there's like a diamond in the rough, of course. Right. Just cause, but the way that it's been going is, I mean. Horror's been going this route, the whole modern horror route, which is like a bunch of jump scares, nonsensical bullshit. It's been going that route for like a long time, but there's a lot of stuff that led up to that specifically, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. which is um, unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like horror movies are especially susceptible to tropes. Mm-hmm. Like it's why you had like nothing but slasher movies in the 80s and... And then just more and more jump scares and like spooky dolls and like and found footage mm-hmm. now. Yeah, found Paranormal footage. Paranormal activity was one of the worst things to happen in horror movies. <laughs> yeah. I, I I honestly like a lot of people like like that stuff. I don't I don't really like paranormal activity that much. I've seen all the movies, no, none of them really made me like I didn't enjoy my time watching it. So what, what are you fun. looking for when you when you watch a movie like Paranormal Activity? What what are you looking to get scared? Is that- I, I was looking for what the trailer advertised it as. It's like a bunch of people in the audience with a green tinge to it because it's that nighttime <laughs> filter going, oh! <laughs> <laughs> like jumping out of their chairs. You're like, I, I want to be that. Yeah, like I want it to be like a fun experience, but I, I, it wasn't as, I don't know, when I think of a fun experience in a theater, um, I'd have to say most recently was like it because like the crowd was very like, with the movie Mm -hmm. and even though it did have a lot of those jump scares and stuff like that in it the movie overall was fun and the characters were fun to follow (laughs) which 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 horror movies usually don't do usually the characters you're kind of like rooting for them to just go you and uh you and matt were talking about how when you guys i don't know if you saw it together uh yeah but when you saw it like uh the crowd was like super into it yeah which uh, built me up so maybe you know i i get pumped when i saw it the crowd wasn't into the scares at all the crowd was fully invested in the love triangle (laughs) which i was fucking dying it was so great like when uh no no spoilers yeah okay be vague about it all right you can be vague about it i spoiled jaws so 
The, the shark dies? <laughs> How'd they make Shaw's too? <laughs> it, it actually survives. I'm just kidding. It's the other parent that got Every mad. little giblet of shark turns into its own mini shark, like the like Terminator. Yes. That makes yes. as much sense as the movie's actual lore, honestly. Of like the, isn't it like Jaws' son or something? It's like Jaws, like that's the revenge, I think. It's like, oh. Jaws the revenge. Is Richard you Dreyfuss killed my father. in the second one? Richard Dreyfuss. Uh, I've only I, ever seen the first one. So. Richard Dreyfuss, I, I believe, is in the second one. I think one. he is in the yeah. second one. And then the third one is set in SeaWorld and was shot in 3D and has none of the original cast or characters. It was shot in SeaWorld. Yeah. It's, it's set in SeaWorld where Jaws, like, I guess his grandson, uh, invades SeaWorld and is fucking shit up. And, it's, of course, it's like SeaWorld that doesn't actually resemble oh. SeaWorld where there's yeah, all yeah, yeah. glass tubes and weird shit everywhere. But I was going to say, you're not in a lot of danger at a SeaWorld. <laughs> Maybe danger of feeling sad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Richard Richard Dreyfus was not in Jaws two. It was uh, it was um, uh, Roy. Roy was in it. Yeah, mm. Roy was in Roy Beatty. Yeah, sure. I don't remember. Who. I have a question for you guys. What was the last scary movie you saw that scared you? It. It scared, it scared you? you? Yeah, I don't it like was, jump scares. It was fun for me. I didn't have. I didn't. I didn't mind it that much. Yeah, I hate. I, I hate jump scares. But those jump scares were jump so scares predictable that they never got me. To me, they are scares. No, I'm talking about a movie that disturbed you. <laughs> that like got under my skin. Yes. Oh. Hmm. See, this is the problem with horror because, like, I remember a bunch of horror movies that I've seen, but all of them were kind of like just like oh, I saw that. I'm gonna forget about it. Right. Mm. A bunch yeah. of jump scares. Blood. Teenager screaming, you know, they got, they hit all the beats, but nothing was memorable. Yeah, that's a really, like, big thing about but the genre, is how did, disposable the movies are. Yeah. I did see yeah. a memorable h- horror movie, if you call it that. I saw Mother, and I, en- I enjoyed oh, it. Oh, yeah. I Because it, yeah. it was, like, super different. The new Darren Aronofsky flick. Yeah. It's but, very, it's very, uh, He's Aronofsky. an interesting I heard guy. you either like yeah. it or you hate it. So. The, view, yes. the viewing audience <laughs> hates it. Really? It got an F on CinemaScore, Be- which almost nothing does. That sounds like a good Aronofsky movie to me. <laughs> Yeah, because um, people were were saying like the movie was marketed as uh, like an invasion horror movie, and like I get that. I, I'm not too bothered when a movie is opposite or not at all what the trailer advertised. Because when mm-hmm. I go to a movie, I like to kind of be surprised because I'm getting to the point where even if it, if it's horror, if it's action or whatever, I kind of you kind of know the beats that are well, going on. People complain if the trailers are too dissimilar from the movie, and then people complain if the trailers give away the entire movie. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think the answer is just not watch trailers. I mean, yep. like I honestly I but watch I mean, a trailer. But then, how do you know what to watch? So yeah, I watch a trailer. I'm like that looks interesting. I'll go see it. I thought Mother looked interesting by the trailer. I went to go see it. It definitely was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Um, yeah. It's hard to recommend it, as I've said on Twitter, to like a mass group. Mm. But if you're if you want to watch something where you're not expecting what's going to happen next and it's very just odd, I guess, at some points. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to explain it without sharing stuff. Well, the Black but... Swan. You've seen the Black Swan, right? Yeah. OK, so that has like little tinges of like disturbing shit happening in the background. So there are more and... than tinges. Well, like, I mean, like <laughs> some people don't notice in the first scene the... of like the pictures. Mother that... beats oh, that. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. It's just a half oh, shit yeah. like that, though. It, it, it just beats it by a mile. Okay, the, cool. the, the, the thing in Black Swan that got me was the hangnail part. Oh. <laughs> that part. That part I hate. <laughs> I still can't watch it. Like, nail stuff but, in general. But, but, yeah, I, the, the ring. But back to yeah, your question about like it's awful, yeah. The like, fing- oh yeah, because that's the one where it like the puts nail the finger goes down through, through the nail. The yeah. Not a fan of that. Nail, yeah, fuck yeah. that. The more specific the body <laughs> horror, the worse it is. I to went, watch. I went back and rewatched um Twin Peaks Firewalk with me since Twin Peaks the return just ended. Mm-hmm. And in the original series, the the murderer puts like little tiny 
pieces of paper under the people's nails. Cool. And in the TV show, when they take the piece of paper out, they just put tweezers in and pull it out. And in Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me, the movie, they just pull back her entire fucking (laughs) nail. And watching that just, like, destroyed me. It's awful. uh, District 9 did some stuff with nails, too. Oh, piss. Yeah, Yeah, when he's in the bathroom. Yeah, when he's falling apart. Same with... um. The, I hate it. The Good fly, movie. the eighty-five movie. Oh yeah, with Jeff I love Goldblum. that. That's all like fingers falling apart. And... <laughs> that movie is so good. That's the genre. Yeah, uh, fingers perfect. Cronenberg body horror. Yeah. The last, the last movie I saw that really disturbed me was called The Fourth Kind, and that came out like Close in, Encounters. Yeah, it came out in like two thousand and nine. Is that the one yeah. with the owl? Yeah. And it's okay. it's found footage, but it's like a found footage that makes sense. They shoot it like it's a documentary, and it's very believable as a documentary. Um, and it's about, um, you know, there's first encounter where like, okay, you so see a aliens. UFO. There's a second encounter where like... Uh, you see an alien. There's like a third encounter. Which is like I don't, I don't know all of them. And the fourth one is when you're taken by the alien. I think third is contact because that was the whole Spielberg movie. Yeah. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I have never seen, I haven't seen The Fourth you Kind or, or The Spielberg The Fourth movie, Kind? Where, where there's terrible. a big I don't think they're related, but. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying I haven't seen either. Yeah. Close Encounters so I can. is a great Alien film. movies are scary to me. There was there was like the 40th anniversary mm. or something of, of um, uh, Close Encounters recently. It was playing a bunch in theaters for a week. I highly I, recommend I, it. I should have went and saw it, but. To, to me, like, the definition of a horror movie getting under my skin is like, it changes my perception of something and mm. makes me scared of that. That's a really good point. Like the idea of like, I just got home from the movies and I'm going to leave all my lights on while I go to bed. Or yeah. like, now I'm scared of sinks or, or like something really <laughs> specific, you uh-huh. know? Like that's when I'm like, oh, that that kind of fucked me up a little bit. Yeah, I would uh, I would say the last movie that I have actually found like legitimately scary is um Contagion, mm-hmm. which is a Steven Soderbergh film about mm-hmm. like a global outbreak killing it's people. It's like a quarantine and, kind of movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that movie is notable for, it's like, Calling it a horror movie is a real stretch, but it's it's Same just mother. Yeah, it's um, it's, contagion is defined by how like kind of, I guess like deceptic and methodical it is. Like it's a very like fact based movie around just like trying to present it objectively without like sensationalizing it as just like jump scares and shit. Hmm. Where it's just watching everybody on Earth die and like the protagonists start to die and it's just right. a, a real bummer and it all kinds of ideas about just like never touch your face or you'll die and especially as like kind of a germaphobe that movie oh, was pretty, pretty effective on me you should watch cabin fever i love cabin fever <laughs> cabin fever is an almost unwatchable movie I'm, I'm i'm very mixed on eli roth uh but eli roth is a uh, um I don't know how to explain it, but I don't. I'm trying to re- think of a film that I've actually liked of him of his. They all just seem like films that are in the news a lot. That are uh-huh. like, this is a big deal. This is like, can you believe he went and filmed this with actual natives? Oh yeah, no. Like uh, that? What's that movie called? Green? Because I fucking Inf- I saw Inferno. Green Inferno. I watched it too. Yeah. So I it's it terrible. Was, I thought it was really bad. It's like not an interesting movie. But I mean, like that that gets to the whole point of like like horror movies today. It just seems like it's like we have this idea. Let's just go run with it. Like horror movies. A long time ago, there was a distinct, like, you know, Freddy and Jason. You remember those horror icons distinctly. It wasn't just about killing the teenagers. Yeah. Like, they turned it in, and, but that's what it kind of turned into. Is that just our nostalgia for that well, period Nate, of well, horror? What other, what other horror icons have come out recently? 
uh, good horror icons that are just as recognizable as Freddy, the, Jason, the, the the killer with the baby mask from Happy Death Day. No, <laughs> see, it's like it's like those movies have taken the killings. It's like, oh, we just need teenagers to die. But I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think people were sick of those slasher movies in the '80s, and they were just pumping them out. I, I mean, pe- people were sick of them, but people kept seeing them. And especially, I think it's like, kind of true of modern kind, horror too. Kind of the funny thing about '80s slashers is that they have like die-hard devotees. Like there are people sure. who are obsessed with like the expanded Freddy versus Jason. Oh universe, my god, the Freddy which verse. I really love. And that is something. Those movies actually did work to like cultivate like um, the fright. Jesus Christ, Nightmare on Elm Street Four, uh, the Dream Warriors. I think it's four. Sorry if I'm wrong, but like I would they, not know. They actually were working to like make it into like a story where it actually had like a mythology, and then like hmm. the kids try to overpower Freddy over the course of like multiple films. Like it's interesting. They're shitty movies, <laughs> but, right. they, but at least they had some thought behind them. Yeah. Besides, like, and then this kid gets killed, and then this yeah. kid gets killed, and then oh no. In my th- in my theory, there's two things that are really ruining modern horror. Um, and the first is jump scares because mm. jump scares are not scary. They're not the thing They're that's startling. Gonna, they're not They're not going to scare you when you go home after yeah. the movie, though. Right. Well, it's, it's the difference between horror and terror. Yeah. Where terror is just being shocked, and horror is actually being Jump disturbed. scares are cheap. Anyone can do a jump scare. I could do a jump scare right now, fucking clap my hands or scream, and people Please would don't. jump. Please just, yeah. don't. Just, just have Matt just blow the audio out. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other level. That makes you think about the movie. That makes you want to tell your friends to see the movie. Right. We need disturbing movies to come back and jump scares to fucking go away. But the other thing that's really hurting the whole genre in general right now is that the only time that you're allowed to see horror movies is October and fall. No other time of the year are horror movies released. Mm -hmm. And I feel like... Well, bad horror movies are released all throughout the year. Yeah. Asylum's always moving them (laughs) But I just feel like... Why are they only limiting themselves to just a Halloween release? Like, I know a lot of, like, big budget movies want to release in Christmas time because uh, they want to get in before the big award season rush, or they want to get people who see movies on Thanksgiving or Christmas Day, respectively. But I think that there's a market out there for horror movies all year round, and they're really hurting their demographic and their entire market by only limiting them to just the fall season. Well, and they they market them as, like, spooky Halloween times. It's Mm -hmm. not... Horror can exist, and, like, if it's outside of that bubble, it's it's like a gimmick, like Krampus or something. It's (laughs) like, oh, we're not doing Halloween, we're doing Christmas. Admittedly, Krampus was a half-decent movie, but... Well, that's the the thing. It's like like the tone of Krampus was cool. Like, I saw what they were going for. It's like a Joe Dante Monster but it felt movie. very laid back for what it was going for. Like the cinematography felt very laid back. Yeah, like just the shots and um, just the composition, everything. Like I don't know. I, when when I think of a movie like Krampus, I'm like, you know, it would have been perfect. To, like quick, flashy shots and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it was like very like kind of wide and still. And hmm. it, it felt like uh, sometimes the characters like improving with each other too. Oh, like, definitely. That feel like sometimes Adam's that can drag a scene hmm. out. Yeah. Yeah. So, but. Horror, like for me, I've never been a big fan of horror because I'm a big baby. So yeah, me too. when I when I go see a horror movie, I'm either wanting to have fun. That's no, no. I'm pretty much just wanting to have fun because <laughs> like if I, if I go, I'm like I'm gonna be disturbed. It's more the anticipation of if, is this gonna be like a good disturbed or just one of those Eli Roth type of hey, I'm gonna 
Right. I'm gonna right. Yeah. Throw just you, I'm going to throw shit. hostile two at you. No hostile with the blowtorch in the eye to make you squirm. Mm-hmm. And to an extent, I what I've been thinking about it is um weird preface is that I always feel like I'm bragging when I say this, but I watched horror movies as a kid instead of Disney movies. I grew up on them 100%. And wow. like horror movies just like do not scare me. Like Did your parents just I'm let you loose with the VCR and they're like, just watch whatever you I want? I don't know why they were so cool with their kids <laughs> watching sex and violence. But for some reason, I saw tons of it as a kid. Hmm. And so um, especially like jump scares like don't work on me at all like except in video games they work perfectly but in movies they don't and, i think it's like, a I, almost different conversation in movie or in video games because totally it's you're in a game like pt or something where there's like terrible shit happening everywhere and you all you can do is walk around yeah that's a different experience from dead space where you can blow the monster's head off as soon as you see it yeah would you say like um, five nights at freddy's is like the video game representation of modern horror movies <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty yeah. good point it's just pure yeah. jump scares well yeah. we'll have to and see when the five nights at freddy's environment movie comes out. It's, yeah it's jump gonna scare. be big with the demographic of people who played that game oh, yeah. is it still coming out because um, the popularity be. is kind of I, I think it has enough brand recognition that still you think even yeah. if it came it came out like next halloween i think it would still kick ass but um i was gonna say actually that um something that i it in general i i enjoyed it i the new one yeah okay i i, I kind of i was i thought it was gonna be darker and stranger and i like, thought it was gonna little, be darker too yeah i thought it, i thought it was gonna go more with the book on the tones of like the racism stuff and all that, that yeah they, the they book, chickened out on that which would have been i think i don't know adding depth to a movie really adds a lot of course because yeah. like it, it gives you more things to understand the characters you can under and if you understand the characters more you can reason with them if they're like mike in the movie i think it's mike right yeah M- mike in the movie he's just kind of bullied and it's kind of off reference of like you know my parents burned in the this thing and there was a racist cult the- event you know but in the book it's like hey um uh Oh, what's the bully's name? Henry. Henry's uh, dad in the book was like super racist. Uh-huh. Um, so that led off, uh, like kind of went on to his child. And it was all, you know, he said the N-word a bunch. Well, of I know that people who've read the books have said that the bullies are often scarier than the monster. It's, yeah. Because the, the bullies, like it has to feed off of fear. Yeah. And the bullies are just psychopaths, so... Or um, even less human. It's very Stephen King, though. The bullies. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of movies that have changed, like, horror over time. Like, you know, like, the Blair Witch Project changed the entire world. Saw changed the Did you see the market. new, uh, yeah, the new Blair, Blair Witch? Oh, I didn't balls. see Blair Witch. It, it yeah, turned really. into a monster movie. Yeah. They was it full of jump it scares? It was. it was jump scares in the movie. Was there a single jump scare in the original Blair Witch? There was, there was like, one or two. Like, it, was, it was, like, it was a loud about, noise like, the fear. and that's it. Yeah, you, like, you would hear a twig snap, and you're like, it, what was that? It went the complete opposite direction of the original. Because the original was plumber. like the fear of the unknown because right. they don't show you yeah. and in the new one they show you the witch and it ruins the entire but, mm-hmm. yeah right. the director did it on purpose I think he like don't quote me exactly on this but he's like the first one was kind of like you don't yeah exactly you don't see her at all it's this kind of mystery thing and this one I wanted to be more of a monster movie where they're being chased by something so why not just create well, it you wanted to choice. give the feeling of them being I, I mean, mean it, when, when I first saw The Witch in the movie, I was a little, like, creeped out just because she looks odd and I'm a big Slender baby. Man. <laughs> it was, Slender, Slender Man, the movie. When she's peering, when she comes uh, by the doorway, she's like this long, lanky thing. I'm like, mm. I get easily creeped out, so I shivered a bit. I think the first movie where I was like, wow, this jump scare was effective was in Insidious. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the dumb red demon behind the <laughs> girl one. It was a. Who, have you seen Insidious? I haven't. Nope. Have you? Have you seen? I've seen Insidious. Then I'm just gonna explain <laughs> this to Joe. You know, remember um, the alarm goes off downstairs. The yeah. doors open. There's no music or whatever. It's just kind of like, oh, some uh, like that's weird. She goes up to check on the baby, and it's not like anything jumps out at you. There's this kind of face just behind this. The um, there's a crib, and there's one of those uh, shawls, I guess. Yeah. And behind that, like you can barely make it out as a face, and then like just when you make it out, the loud kind of piano comes. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was that's effective because it's because yeah. it's like they get the audience to notice it and then like the fear kicks in yeah like, that, right. that kind of thing in general like um my favorite thing from mm-hmm. it uh without being too spoilery about it but um the tv show you keep seeing mm-hmm. the first couple of times yeah. you see it they don't comment upon it at all and like it's that's like the closest that movie got to being just like creepy and weird was, for me yes like yeah. that kind and of it was really, really well really done too. yeah but yeah my point was like there's a couple movies that have actually changed the entire horror genre and i feel like it hopefully we'll be bringing back the disturbing and more interesting scares into movies again. I hope that this movie helps change things again because yeah. I'm so tired of the jump And scares. that was the point I was bringing up is like, it's a bummer that it is full of jump scares. I thought that it wouldn't be. It doesn't have full that of, many in the grand scale of things. Though. There were a lot like, for me. Yeah, sorry. I but did you actually jump? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Even um, knowing where most can, of them were, I still should, should I should I can I share this on 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 the G Club? Please. Okay. Please do. Um, before before the movie, so Barry, you should have been prepared I, for every single one of these I, jump scares. Okay. Well, let let Barry, me preface your preface. <laughs> okay. I hate jump scares. They I do too. Startle me every time. Any loud noise makes me jump, and I hate it because it does. Nine times out of a ten, a jump scare is just like, bah, gotcha. And it's like, it's not, not servicing anything for the plot or the characters or anything. It's just a cheap trick Absolutely. to make me go, ah. And then I'm back to just watching the movie. It makes it so, it pulls me out of the experience, okay? When I go to a movie, this is what I'm getting to now. This is why I want to sit down. <laughs> see, 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 very, 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 definitely wants to When I go to a movie, I want to be told a story. I want to be transported to a world, whatever uh-huh. it is, whatever the movie is. When I know there's jump scares, it makes me on edge. It makes me always like lean forward. Then why forward. did you tell me to send you the link? Because I thought it would help, and it didn't. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I need to hear about this. See, now I, now I forced my way, so I have to mention it now. No, I was going to mention it even if you didn't. Um, I, uh, I I offered, mm-hmm. you know, so I can't completely be Ryan like... Ryan informed me of a service I did not know existed. It's called, it's uh, it's Where's the Jump. And Dot it, com. And it, and it explains in detail every... Not my, too much detail. They give you context. They're, Not enough. It's, it's like well, an I'd essay. Seen, I'd already seen the the its miniseries, so mm-hmm. I already knew like the main plot beats. Yeah. I haven't read the book, but I assumed to be roughly the same, and it was roughly the same. So it wasn't like whoa, what they face off against the clown? Like, yeah. But yeah, they, they basically go, there's a website called Where's the Jump, and it explains where every minor and major jump scare is in a movie, and I with timestamps, <laughs> with timestamps, and yeah. Barry read that and still got still jumped. jumped. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. If you have to read a website like that, maybe horror movies aren't for you. That's my point, though. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, jump That's scares. That's why really I'm are, here. Jump scares truly are a different thing than yeah. like being scared of movies. Because there were things yes. in it that were genuinely disturbing and scary that weren't jump scares. Yeah. And I enjoyed that stuff. Uh-huh. I got value out of that i don't get value out of oh man there's a big scare with loud noise yeah. bang we got you I mean, it's certain, just certain scares work in the favor of the film to like put you on edge a couple do like what well like famous jump scares right 
Oh, you mean like historic jump scares? Like when we're talking about like big famous jump scares, like I think it's from like The Exorcist 3 with the nurse. Yeah. Oh, or, The uh, End of Carrie is yeah. probably one of oh, the yeah. most the famous the end of It's Carrie. the only I, jump scare in the entire movie. I yeah. also, the only jump scare that I am like a big fan of is uh, the ending of Friday the 13th, the original one. Dun, seen it. Dun, where he pops up out of, out the, of the water. Uh, <laughs> out of the water. Like, yeah, that, that one feels like a great story then resolution. Then the second one, she right. goes, oh, it was and just I've, a dream. I've also seen people scared as shit of that, like 40 years later, yeah. which I adore. Yeah. I think the most effective jump scare I've ever really seen is whenever there is a car crash in a movie and it's done from the perspective of the passengers. I, where they're uh, just like hanging out in the car, do do do, and you just see this like silent car like barreling well, you see them. it coming, you're like, right. uh, I, you uh, have, yeah. you have yeah. a moment And then you just have brace. this loud crash, but then it's not like an added sound in post. Obviously it's not real, but it's not like this non-diegetic boop noise of like, we got you. It's like, that's a crash sound. That's a real sound. That's a real thing happening to those characters. Mm -hmm. For It's not this like superficial thing added on top just to make you go, oh no. For a minute, I really liked that. But then for some reason, it became a really big gimmick. Well, it's a big trope now. started doing it. So now it's kind of not cool. Just like, it was never cool. Just like, just like um, suddenly getting hit by a bus from the original Final Destination. Mm. Like all movies started doing that left and right where like well now it's played in like comedies yeah someone's that's like true. hanging down the street and then whoa no a car hit them uh-huh, totally. the, the really crappy cg version of them goes flying. <laughs> yeah i just watched a uh, dream catcher over the weekend mm-hmm. a truly abominable stephen king movie it's fucking terrible mm-hmm. and there's a really great cgi car hit in oh, that good like the guy becomes like a weird after effects puppet <laughs> like wrapped right. around the front of the car mm-hmm. it looks great yeah stephen king man hit or miss yeah definitely Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, The thing I was going to say about it, though, that at least makes me really happy (laughs) is that even though it's full of bullshit jump scares, um, it's interested in telling a story. And I feel like at least it's going to put the nail in the coffin of torture porn. Like I feel I like I don't know after, if that's ever gonna go away. I don't know. I feel like after the, the new Saw movie it, is coming out really soon, <laughs> right. and it's gonna there, do. There, there was there was a maze in everything at Universal's <laughs> Haunted Horror Nights of Terror. Having thank you, Ryan. <laughs> I am DM. Re- I'm, I'm really interested in that because I think Saw Seven, the last couple of them, were still doing pretty big money. But I feel like nobody gives a fuck about the new one. Everybody will oh, give no, a fuck. Man. People are gonna go see that I'm shit. I'm so tired of like my bloody Valentines and shit like that. Like. I want to go back to like that was bad. The remake. You're talking about like the 3D, what, yeah, like yeah. You, my bloody Valentine in 3D. I want you, like what, interesting news stories. What'd you guys think of Crimson Peak? Did you guys see that? I, I didn't see it. Loved it. Yeah, because uh, that that had you, jump scares and that it. was a, kind of a horror. It it wasn't the same kind of horror. It was like where, a romantic not, horror. Yeah. Right? Okay, so it, it wasn't super disturbing. The it was thing just about that eerie. though, like. It actually kind of goes back to like the original kind of like horror movie roots, like the ha- the haunting of Hill House with like Vincent Price. Like it's like this right. beautiful mansion that you kind of well, I don't know you guys are gonna be fall in love with this house, right? I think that's fair. Even and for someone like me, with, it was like no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> yeah, you fall in love it's, with it's these It's a gorgeous. It was a real set they built. And I still have to see it. It's so. very, very. I good. have the like the art of the movie book. I have to mm-hmm. bring in for you after you see it. Well, Guillermo like, del Toro I, always like. 
God, that guy is yeah. a fucking genius. Are you, are you ready for The Shape of Water? Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm so excited. Like, it's getting pretty good reviews and stuff, too. I don't know. Would you consider Pan's Labyrinth a horror movie? Because there yeah. are scary components to that movie. There's some You'd say fucked it was a up horror shit movie? in that movie. It's a drama. With, with... I would say it's a drama I'd with say it's like a touch of horror. I'd say like maybe dark fantasy. Okay, dark, dark fantasy yeah. is perfect, perfect way to describe yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. But there's there's definitely horror elements to it. It's just not... Just like Harry Potter, but I'm not going to call Harry Potter horror. I think that's part of the problem. God, you wouldn't? No. Oh, my God. It's this fucking Goblet of Fire. Fire part one, movie. <laughs> scariest movie I ever seen. Where that his name comes out of the goblet. Who put that name in there? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. When I was, when, when I was a kid, with the whole like werewolf part, I thought the werewolf looked so creepy in the Prisoner of Azkaban movie. Oh, oh yeah. when it's uh, Lupin. Yeah, because they did a like great a, job it's, with it. It's not like a furry like werewolf. No, that he's, I was expecting. he's got a big old snout. It's, yeah. it's, it's, he's yeah. like a naked mole rat yeah, real looking fleshy. thing. They did a good job making it suitably feral. I yeah, think, I think um, they did a good job too, comparing it to like say Twilight, that's like romanticizing all of these like monsters. Monsters, yeah. and Harry Potter went like the no, like this is gonna be fucking disgusting, like it's <laughs> mm-hmm. supposed to be kind of thing. I uh, I actually was gonna say um, when we were talking about uh, Pan's Labyrinth that um, something that I think a lot about modern horror movies is just how um, uninterested they are in being. I don't know. I can't think of a non pretentious way to phrase it. Horror movies in being an actual film instead of just trying to instead of going, hey, we can make a movie for a low budget and it'll come back with like. Five times the amount of money. Well, totally. Yeah. Well, that, but even, that's what it is. There's even a lot of really terrible old movies. For example, were... all of those are just for that reason. But the thing is about The Purge, as as shitty as those movies are, they at least the point I was gonna make is that they have like they have an intention. Like there's there's like to allegorical make money. stuff <laughs> in them. Like no, even but, though don't get me wrong, they're shitty, but like when I first heard the idea of the purge, I was like, huh. It's a good idea, but then you see the movie. Sure, but th- at least there's that idea. A lot if, of movies if the don't execution have that is idea. bad, I'm not going to be like, that was a good idea. Good job, The Purge. Groundhog Day with more murder is not an interesting idea. <laughs> Especially oh, when oh. you mix in 50 Cent in the sound design of the trailer. <laughs> right. Oh, but <laughs> when when you have a, a world and then no, there's no laws for a day of the year and it's this big purge, like that's an interest. You could tell stories in that world. That's interesting. And to admittedly, me. they haven't. And yet. Admittedly, they haven't. <laughs> yeah. But the idea of that is, and, and I, I agree with what you're saying, and and to kind of get to your point, Ryan, that like a lot of horror movies are really low budget, especially compared to other big tentpole mm-hmm. holiday movies that come out. Um, they have minuscule budgets and can have huge just uh, returns if if they're successful. Oh and yeah. You would think that in an environment like that, you'd be more encouraged to take risks as a filmmaker. And it seems like they just kind of make the same spooky killer running around. He's going to get you. Definitely. Just with like a, like one tweak. Like maybe he got no legs or like whatever <laughs> it is. Like they put like one twist on it to make it fresh and give it a pun name. And then that's it. What if the doll was alive? Right. And scary looking. And wasn't named Chucky. And it was Anna. Yeah. <laughs> right. People, well, that's people based have... on a real story. Well, that, that also quote, unquote, yeah, real story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know the thing about Fargo? Just like Amityville Horror. Uh, yeah. No. Fargo starts with a, a, a screen that says based on a true story. It's oh, yeah. 100% fiction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is yeah. no one that says you have to make sure it's based on a real true story. I mean, story. Paranormal yeah. Activity and Blair Witch Project were the same thing. Yeah. Like, these were actual real tapes that were found. If I'm not yeah. wrong, too. They I went think, all out with Blair I think, Witch. Um, they, like, hid the actors. Oh, yeah. I was totally. amazed. When I saw that, I must have been, like, I don't know, nine or ten I think it was late 90s. Maybe late 90s. Yeah. Uh, but like, holy shit, I thought that movie was real. As a kid, it was I very was convincing. I was terrified. Yeah. They did a really great job of that. And Sorry, the, we cut you off for Tori. Oh, I was going to say, um, oh, it's kind of backpedaling now, but like, I think the Coen brothers, like, 
never like would have defended that it was a true story. No. Like, I think when asked about it, they were like, oh, it's, yeah, it's made up. They talked about how, but they just wanted that like nugget to sort of impact <laughs> your perception of the story. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Cause it, when it's based on true events, it sort of grounds it a bit more. And, uh-huh. Well, same thing happened with the, uh, the Amityville horror movies. Like the first one from the seventies was all based around it being like a gimmick. That's the one with all the flies. Was and the shit. most recent Amityville, the one with like Ryan Reynolds. Oh is it right? I think Who, it's Josh. Do you know I what I'm talking about? I think there was like some sort of like movie with Ryan Reynolds. It was like a horror movie. I think was that, that the newest Amityville horror yeah, is Josh Brolin. Which was that? I could be dead wrong about that, but as I said, I don't watch many horror movies. Have you guys seen you, Cabin in the Woods? I yes. love that movie. That love it, love it, love it. Love like it. So the perfect way to make fun of horror movies. comedy yeah. is a hundred percent my jam. Yeah, because then you have a jump scare, and then there's real payoff because it's being played as a joke. The movie's title card is a joke on jump scares. Right. Mm-hmm. It just is like boom. Yeah. Just, it gets the moment you. that happened, I was in a theater with Daniel. We looked at each other we were like, "Oh my god, this could be fucking amazing." In a, amazing. In a horror comedy, I get startled movie. and then I laugh, I and that's such it. a good feeling compared to. Oh, I got startled, and now there's like a monster. I guess. Yeah, yeah like definitely. I don't, I, I don't care if it sounds like I'm jerking this movie off. I love Cabin in the Woods. Dude, it's oh, so Cabin in the Woods is really fun. fun. It's so no, fun. and it's it's paced so well too. Yeah. Like, like by the end of the movie, when all the crazy shits going down in the lab, like mm-hmm. it's such a good payoff. It and it's lifts really smart. the curtain up on scary movies too, and like tells you a little bit about behind the scenes of like the formula rating that modern day people go through with it. I feel like it's. Mm-hmm. Like the chemistry between the two office guys. Totally. Just, but like, like Richard like Perkins. Pick... What's the other guy's name? Richard. There was Richard. Oh, I don't know. Um, Jenkins, I think his name is. Mm. But yeah, the, the whole thing with, oh, you pick your cursed artifact and then what's the monster that's going <laughs> to get you? It's just so like paint by numbers. Yeah. And make Love a horror it. movie. Well, and, and Joss Whedon is apparently a more complicated figure than we realized. But <laughs> it still is. I, I do like that movie for how it's interested in talking about like that's the misogyny nice of slasher films and yeah. stuff. They yeah. touch on a lot of shit. But, but not just Kevin in the Woods. Like, um, uh, Evil Dead Part 2 is a hilarious horror movie. Oh, yeah. Army of Darkness, I, then, Army of Darkness. Oh, kicks God. it up to 10. Blew it out of, the, out of the Definitely. stratosphere. <laughs> and um, I, um, it, the series kind of has its ups and downs, but I highly recommend um, Ash vs. Evil Dead, the TV show. Yeah, I haven't it's seen It's actually that. a ton of fun. That, yeah. yeah, Seasons 1 and 2 are really so. good. If it's anything like The Maze that I went to at Universal's <laughs> Haunted House Terror Available Nights. now oh. early November. <laughs> How much does it cost? It's got to be too expensive for me, right? <sighs> I don't know. You could go right now to Universal Doc. doc I don't know. This is not a paid deal. <laughs> this is not a sponsored deal. I... I love uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Have you guys been? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have. In fact, I just went this weekend. There, you I... would have a heart attack and hey, fall over. Hey, Universal, dead. if you want to sponsor us, hit me up actually, on Barry email. would actually die, and it would be yeah. so fun if we could film Barry walking around that nope. park. Oh, my God, Barry, they chase after you with chainsaws and you're walking around the that park. That does not sound like, like a fun time to me. You Barry, you get to wait in line oh for an hour and a half to be rushed <laughs> through a house where they do nothing but go, ah! <laughs> I thought we agreed no jump scares. <laughs> podcast, right? Did I oh did I get you? God. Did I get you, Mary? <laughs> you got oh me good. Oh my god, it's so true. But you can watch the videos now on YouTube. Like they yeah. actually, like Universal Studios themselves actually like upload walk-throughs. walkthroughs of their haunted houses. That's kind of lame. That kind of defeats the purpose a bit. <laughs> yeah, but you know the whole you have to reason be of there. the whole reason of the haunted houses, right, is they're sponsored to promote the movies. So people go through the haunted houses. Yeah, right. they're advertisements. That, so yeah. that you wait in line for. There's a there's, <laughs> there's, there's an it haunted house, isn't there? There's an it haunted house on Hollywood. 
Vine, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right now, there is one set up on Hollywood and Vine. There's, like, an actual house made, and they have, like, a person dressed as Georgie greeting people when they walk into the house. Is it a child dressed as Georgie? Uh, no, it's just, like, a person who's, like, short. Oh. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> if they had an actual child, that would be adorable, Wait, they got a and I would go a little person to play Georgie? No, 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 Or no, no. an actual child? <laughs> on Hollywood and Vine, they took an old oh. house, and they put a skin on the house Yellow to look like too. the house from It. Yeah. And uh, you can walk through it. We're it's having a motion a, for the movie, and they have like a person who's short, dressed as Georgie. And but it's not a kid. It's a it's a little person. It's not okay. even a little person. It's just like a person who's like maybe like five foot one or something oh. like that. Parallel okay. conversation about how the kid who played Georgie in it is the cutest fucking he was kid really that cute. has ever lived. We give him that hug, and he made him the boat. It was a good time. Why Aww. is it a she? Thanks, oh baby. yeah, boats are girls. Oh yeah, um, she sure got stumped. <laughs> <laughs> The script. Oh, whoa! Thanks, <laughs> I, I have like a certain uh, formula that I love in horror movies, and I don't know about you What's guys. What's that? I like big Victorian houses. I Crimson like Peak. Period <laughs> dramas. Crimson Peak. Period. Dramas. And I like just interesting psychological. Like there was a movie that came out last year, maybe this year. And it was called A Cure for Wellness. Did you guys see that movie? Oh, I heard Oh, I didn't. God damn it, I really should have. It was... Okay, (laughs) what what was that about? I'm remembering the title. It was about a businessman who had to go to this therapy retreat center. Oh, I I didn't see it because it had Mm. Dahan in it, and I'm not a huge fan. Who's Dahan? Dane DeHaan is that his name? He the was from guy. Chronicle. He was really I, good in Chronicle. Okay. And then I, I haven't liked about the main character of the movie. Much, yeah, I okay. didn't. I didn't like much of his. Other I don't work normally after Chronicle. like that guy. I hmm. found him incredibly sexy as the lead of this movie. Hmm. I, uh, so so I should so watch it because I'll find him like, sexy. <laughs> yeah, this will turn you around. Um, but I also find like Pennywise the clown, the new one, Bill Skarsgård, extremely sexy too. Oh, so does the internet. Yeah, yeah. With his eyes poking in different directions. No, dude. Okay, so they were like. I don't know if I'd want to see a picture of him without makeup. But. He's 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 a a, him him doing the Pennywise smile without makeup is actually kind of charming. He's very interesting looking, which is more important than I think a sexy person. A person who has more character is more sexy um, than someone who's the typical ideal of sexy. Hmm. But anyways, they actually wouldn't let Bill Skarsgård do some interviews to promote the movie on like nightline talk shows and things because they didn't want women to see him and realize how sexy he was before (laughs) they saw the movie. Because instead of seeing a scary clown, they see a sexy man, which I, I think actually, you would still see the scary Tim clown. Tim Curry had the no. same thing going. <laughs> I love That's Tim a sexy Curry. man. Oh, yeah, too. And it's a big problem for me when I watch the wild Thornberries. Like, Nigel oh. Thornberry is oh, such God. an attractive character that I get this so This podcast distracted. is about horror movies, right? Uh, and uh, the hot bods. Whatever. <laughs> People get mad. It's like, you guys should do stuff that's not just one singular topic. Well, we're talking about the genre. Exactly. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of things. I mean, really, you tell them, Barry. Yeah. I like this movie. Seen <laughs> we could have done an podcast. IT podcast, but we decided not to. I just I just like talking with you guys. Yeah, well, I like chatting with really you, sweet. too. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I feel like everyone has a certain formula that they really like for horror movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, for me... Um, for me, it's without jump scares. <laughs> uh, Monster House? <laughs> Did you like Monster House, Barry? Was that the, the animated movie? The, it's like the Steven, Steven Spielberg-produced uh, yeah. like oh, animated yeah. film. Yeah. yeah. It's no, really, I like Hotel Transylvania is too scary for me. <laughs> I yeah, need, the way Adam Sandler cleans up at the box office and what it represents about that's the, the true horror. Of, Him and yeah. his friends uh-huh. are, uh, are going through Netflix now. They found a new, they found a new best friend. Right. 
No, and apparently, like, uh, that movie bums me out because Gendy Tartakovsky tried to take control and, like, di- have, like, more directorial hand on the second one because he came in really late on the first. Hmm. Hotel Transylvania? Yeah. Okay. And apparently, like, uh, Adam Sandler and Robert Schmeigel, like, went Schmeigel? over his head. It's just Schmeigel. I don't know why I put the H on there. But, um, they, uh, they, um, <laughs> he Schmeigled me. They, 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 you they gotta like... get Schmeigled. <laughs> Sorry, please, George. Turns it into more of a verb, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, like, totally took control out of his hands like he wanted to make it a more interesting cartoon and they wanted to make it an adam sandler comedy he's a a very smart man so i would i would trust him i agree to the moon back when it comes to horror you really like Susie. you really like the aesthetic stuff like you like Mm -hmm. like the costume department the Mm -hmm. the um set dressing and stuff like that yeah i because like because horror movies do like you like i like the um weathering that they do the aging i guess is what you should call it sure yeah okay so like the disturbing side is more artistic. It's like set design. It's like costumes. It's like whoever designs the monsters. It puts you in the world. Jump scares is all sound design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... And like direction. It's def- Yeah, it's definitely an Some, art, but I feel, I feel like, like it's like they put cheap. them in after they... Well, it's like the slow zoom down the hallway with no sound. Like, oh, what's it gonna be? Like an example mm-hmm. of a movie that was amazing costume and monster design is... And music, even, is the Silent Hill first movie. I really enjoyed that movie. I, that <laughs> oh, yeah, we I talked did, about that. I did not expect to like that movie. That movie was, got, got me into playing Silent Hill. Yeah. And, like, people usually hate video game movies, like, with a passion. But I really fucking love the first Silent Hill oh, movie. Oh, yeah. And admittedly, it's a it's a pretty weak adaptation of the ideas it, it of Silent Hill. Oh, yeah. if I was already a Silent Hill fan, I don't think I'd like the movie. Yeah. No, but yeah. it's it's still a, it's still a fun horror movie. But yeah. it was it was so interesting and new and like exciting. And then the second one came out, and it was just a cash grab. It used the same soundtrack as the first movie. They didn't make mm. a new soundtrack for it. Like the fucking. They turned the villain into the hero, and it was just so cheap. Was and it, it full of jump scares? Oh, my God. Because the first okay. movie didn't have, they had like, two so, jump scares? No, uh, spoilers if you never know played fucking Silent Hill. Pyramid Head likes to rape things. Sure right? does. That's kind of the whole metaphor. In the second movie, Pyramid Head saves the main character. What's, what's the metaphor there? I'm getting some mixed laughed. metaphors. I laughed. And Aaron and I think we walked out before the end of the movie before oh. happened because it was so bad. Well, like, is it like one of those moments like where King Kong comes and punches the T-Rex at that last moment? Like, yeah. it's like, Pyramid Head, <laughs> you saved us! Well, then yeah. he just slowly nods and then walks he, away. Yeah, he nods yeah. and I think you away. get one. I think the same beat has happened with Leatherface like three times. Yeah. Like, uh, Freddy has like shifted between hero and villain and so like Jason also has a couple of things right. like that. Well, when you have a thousand movies in a franchise you kind of run out it's, of movies. It's kind just of for the sequel it's when there's they're kind of saving the person because they want to be the person who kills them in the end mm. but in this movie it did not give off that vibe at all it uh, was just like oh maybe he's not bad maybe guy. he's maybe, a good well, guy yeah. maybe the and guy who breaks everybody's good this was actually yeah. something I, I mentioned in the uh, video game adaptation episode of the G oh yes was, uh, oh, that do you remember that episode in, Mary <laughs> you can watch it on youtube.com at universal studios at universal studios <laughs> Hollywood Horror Nights <laughs> Put um, you in the movies. That, uh, in um in the Silent Hill movie, like Pyramid Head isn't a metaphor for anything. Like in Silent Hill Two, nothing's like, really a metaphor for yeah, anything. In Silent Hill Two, he's like a deliberate phallic metaphor. Well, like, isn't that the thing with every Silent Hill that every monster is like somehow a yes. interpretation of their psyche and yes. what they're going through? Yes. That would have been a really cool concept for a movie. A cool movie. <laughs> yep. That would be a movie I would be really into. Yeah. I love the psychological like, horror. Well, I mean, they are, that it's, that's like kind of the thing with it is and, and it's been a trope in a lot of horror 
horror movies of like, oh, it, it takes the, the shape of, of your biggest what fears. It is. Yeah, right. It's super and, psychological. Well, that's and that's the, the thing. And bled. not to, right. not to. Okay, let me know because if this I gets hate too when spoilery. I get when I cut myself shaving and I get blood. <laughs> yes, that was the point. That was right? her, that was her dad's. Fear. I, I that was I understand that scene now. <laughs> okay, it's about shaving. If, um, yes. <laughs> if this if this if this gets too spoilery, let me know and we'll tell Matt to cut it out. Okay. But I think something about it is that it turns that premise of like it becomes your worst fear into just like a plot point for how the creature could potentially be defeated. Yeah. Like it it they don't actually use it to make any effective scares. All I don't they think do that's is a big, just like I don't think that's a spoiler. Yeah. They haven't really even come out and said that yet. Like that's like a book thing. So That's true. I think but, my honestly like my biggest problem with the it movie was just the canned child sound effects. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like child laughter <laughs> happening in the <laughs> Like no, that. Like, yeah. like Put that in a horror movie. Them. No, that doesn't scare me. <laughs> as much as a big You're baby really is going hard on Barry. <laughs> I, I, but I understand. But I understand. Okay, the I movie's was... about kids. You know, maybe that was on. It's probably on purpose. The movie's about kids. They but why on... would kids be scared of other kids singing? <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing that adults find because creepy. We, when it's well, in a weird well, context. How come? But then how come in The Shining, the kids scared of the two kids standing in the in the hallway? Because that's scary. The Shining is really messed up. And they go, "Hello, little boy." Can we talk about The Shining? Please talk about that. Is my favorite movie of all time. Actually, I, I, haven't, I actually haven't seen it all the way through. Oh, I only saw it recently watch for the it. first time. A Every years time ago. I watch it, I see new things in the background, and I'm like, "Holy shit, I didn't see that." Oh before. yeah, like it is Jeff the Killer, the fucking masterpiece of a movie. Kubrick. I thought there'd be. That's the thing is like a relatively high budget adaptation of it. I thought they were gonna do more of that kind of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just like the unnerving, well, unsettling stuff, not the oh we're gonna get you with the yeah, jump scare because uh-huh. they would have the unsettling stuff and then turn it into a jump scare. And right. It's like you ruined that scene for me. I was having a good time. <laughs> no, the, it it was like definitely a ten out of ten for me. But the Shining, it's like it's the unpredictableness of it that actually gets you because oh, like yeah. oh yeah, well, like crap. even with it, even a little bit. I mean, probably because I've already seen the first adaptation. It's very predictable. You know what's coming. You know the scares right before they happen. No, you have a feeling. You know what's happening. And right. I was, it was making me think about this, and this is a tangent. I want to get back to The Shining, but um, I was thinking about like the soundtrack stuff, where like in Psycho, for example, like it's kind of like the key, like the 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 most famous like horror audio cue is the fucking shower the, the shriek. Yeah, yeah, and like that is like it's an assault on the audience, and it helps you be like shocked, and like it's like. The point is that it accentuates the the shock and the horror, whereas yeah. um, in a movie like It, the soundtrack almost, like, takes the air out of the jump scares. And no offense, Barry, I'm sorry that the jump scares worked on you, but, like... None the, take... The audio The audio ramps up so much before every jump scare. There were some scenes where I'm like, it could have just been silent. Yeah, yeah. And, silent. The, and the scare would have worked sil- better. I think silence... A lot of the times when I'm watching a movie, I'm like, why is... Like, even in an action movie, like, when I hear just this sudden, like, not even action, just adventure. Just dun 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 dun. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Just just quiet down, <laughs> calm down. The sound get gradually gets louder. <laughs> yeah. And you're just well, like, the, all right. The horror trope is to get it louder, 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 and then quiet. Yeah. And well, they like, did that every time in it. So. Right. So well, it's like, like it's like oh, it's gonna be scary. scary, and then it's quiet. It's like, and it's like now you don't know when it's gonna be. <laughs> it could be now. It could be. But in a we second. know it's within the next five seconds. Yeah. Like, and then Pennywise wiggles around and comes at you. I love just. 
Hey, Egg Boy. There's like Egg Boy. <laughs> I love that. That was love a great. One. Beep beep, Richie. That, that that felt almost a little bit like like a Evil Dead Two type. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Thing, where it's like, was, it's like I'm kind of laughing. At Pennywise it. is campy. Like that was like one of his Not like always. fun playing points. Nah, the Tim What's Curry version. Is, Tim Curry version. The, is yeah, he he does that Deadite shit too, where he's like, yeah, like, that's true. I love that. Well, well, I mean, I mean, if you at least what I got from the movie of it is that you know. The way he was scaring kids was the way you would scare kids. It wasn't the way you would scare adults. That's kind of a nice way. So, like when he was like playing off their fears. When he was uh, spoiler, I don't know. Well, is it a spoiler? I don't know. It's just a form that he turns into. (laughs) Okay, minor spoiler. Minor spoiler. You know when he's the leopard? He's like, here's the pill, Eddie. I'm like. He could have just like jumped on like whatever, but like instead he's like doing what it does, try to just scare him, and he's just like getting in his face, slobbering. It's like, oh, right, this is for the kid. Yeah. Especially that you know proves later on in the point when he's like pretending to bite off Eddie's fingers, like oh, oh, oh. Like right. I'm like, yeah. I love that shit. I, I love do, that. I do it love felt it when like the villain of the trying film to just scare kids. is a dick. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but no, that's fun. I like that. I love that. Something that I I just thought of again with the uh, the website, the where's the jump. Um, so it's this whole like catalog of God, different what movies. A baby Webster. I know. I know. Oh my God. I'm a huge fan. So what I thought was really interesting. <laughs> I'm a huge so fan. They, they give every uh, movie a, a, a jump scare rating. Yeah. It has no bearing Ruin on how. A movie. Yeah. So, oh my God. Just give me one sec. I'm Barry, I'm sorry. With you, Barry. So it gives you it gives you a, a, a jump scare rating out of five stars, and yeah. it's completely independent from. Uh, like how scary the movie is just like are there a lot of jump scares yes no that's like what they're rating and if you put it though their list in alphabetical order you can see the remakes of movies that they have in their database and you can see like the original movie from 1982 half a star <laughs> the remake from 2015 four stars yeah, yeah. there's like so I, um, it's not just this perceived idea that there are increased jump scares like th- this website has proven to me my yeah. favorite there are example more and more jump scares even in the remake of the same yep. story my favorite example is um in the original amityville horror from the 70s um there's a scene where a priest comes to exercise the poltergeist Geists and exercise. Oh yeah, that is a thing. Yeah. Ex- exorcise. <laughs> okay. Exorcise. Yeah. yeah. Either of those. Yeah. Um, he brought where the elliptical the priest, machine. The priest gets like unnerved as like more and more flies come into the room and start like getting on his skin and stuff. And mm-hmm. in the 70s one, he's like grasping at his skin and like kind of a Hitchcocky kind of vibe. Mm. Yeah. And then he like runs out of the house. Hmm. And in the remake, which is from like 2006 or some shit like that, um, the priest is in the room and there's like a single fly and he's like, oh, a fly. And the fly goes up into an air vent and he sees that there's like more flies around the air vent. And so he gets a stool and goes up and looks in the air vent. And just as he does, a cannon of flies <laughs> blast him in the face All onto right. his back onto the ground. And that's uh, wait, less wait. scary <laughs> than just a lot of flies being annoying. Jory, totally. Can you do me a favor? Read. I'm on IMDb. Can you read the movie and the date, and then go down and scroll who the who the lead actor is? Okay. Why am I doing? Okay. The Amityville Horror, 2005. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Wow. wow. Full wow. circle. If you guys want me to leave, I can <laughs> get the fuck out, Jordan. Your opinion is worthless now. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Apparently, you. I confuse Ryan Reynolds and Josh Bro. Have you been looking that up this whole time? No, I just Trying did that. Wow. Like I, I just got like in my head. I was like, I was like, was it Ryan Reynolds? I'm like, it was Ryan Reynolds. Also, right. I said it was 2006, and it's 2005. So, so Jordan, like both asshole. Now, now there's some people that are like, well, now I can't trust the, anything in the podcast. He's a liar. <laughs> He's a straight up liar. This opinion-based podcast is false.
I, I really like The Shining, though, because it's a story that could possibly happen. Mm-hmm. And truth is always stranger than fiction. Because it's about like drive, like going crazy. Yeah, yeah it's about well, someone kind of getting cabin fever yeah. and going that's a something bit that too I, far. That's something that I really like about a lot of horror movies is that it's, despite all the crazy supernatural stuff that happens, they're all grounded in that... And the vast majority of horror movies, the protagonists are just everyday normal people. They're Mm -hmm. just doing their jobs. And then, oh, no, I fell into this situation. They're not superheroes. They're not crazy, superpowered people. It's not like uh, science fiction where you can have like, oh, well, they're just like an astronaut in space. And it's like harder to relate to them. It's not like you're the chosen one. You're the only one that can defeat the demon because your bloodline goes back 20 years. Some like shonen power fantasy shit. It's like, no, it's like they're just doing their thing. And it it makes it more relatable when it's done well. Mm -hmm. I'm also you're you're um, like, no, don't open that door. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no, they're going to open the door now. They're going to get the cannon of flies. But it did that well when it was like scary, not scary, (laughs) really scary. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested in horror movies dealing with like this the relationship between suspense and inevitability where like a movie like it I feel like some of the tension well a I both saw the original adaptation and have read the book mm-hmm. but like um there's a lot of stuff going on where it's like well, yeah they're gonna get attacked by a killer clown that's the movie right uh where like something like I feel like something like the shining does a really good job of putting the viewer in a position of experiencing a lot of the same doubt that the protagonist does mm-hmm. where like when you're watching the film you actually don't know what is happening and you don't, don't know what, know to, what believe, to expect you don't know what's real yeah, yeah. so that then especially something like the pov switching where like jack actually stops being the protagonist and yeah becomes, spoilers when he cuts through that axe he's not the protagonist <laughs> yeah. yeah like stuff like that i think is a very good kind of subversive way of doing things where yeah. like I feel, I'm really surprised with how many movies, just like uh, Ryan said it earlier, they do the exact beats you expect, and then the movie's over. Did, did Insidious 2 like, oh get some ideas from Shining? Because that's kind of what happened. Like, it, the f- Is that the one about the astral projecting? Yeah, the dad goes crazy. Yeah. And they pull they pull him back, though, right? Like, yeah. the, 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 the guys, like, go into the dark well, they gotta wrap it up, pull him so out. So you think it's okay. So then they can do the little, like... Oh, the ghost is still here. Yeah, yeah. go leave I mean, it open for the sequel. Like, <laughs> yeah. The Shining is now. Like... Insidious Four is coming out. Oh, oh god, is it really? Yeah, I thought I didn't even know there was a third. one. I went to go see the third one. What a fun jump scare fest, Barry! Oh, you'd love god. it. Oh, Sorry, oh, Susie. What, what were you saying? Uh, the Shining is like it's like that psychological scare I was talking about earlier, where like if you actually pay attention, you'll notice how off things are from the beginning. Like when at the beginning, for example, he's going in for his job interview, he puts down a magazine when the hotel manager comes up. If you look, it's like a fucking Playboy magazine. Who's reading that at an interview? He's very short with his wife. Like something's already off about this character, but you don't notice unless you're paying attention. Mm -hmm. And then as the movie goes on, it really develops into a psychosis and it's bizarre. Right. He doesn't start out like yeah. a character where it's like, oh man, I love this guy. He's just an all good around no, dad. He, you just right. like him right Does he start off flawed and so? Okay. Yeah. As I said, well, I, yeah, I, he's I, flawed. I. Okay. Well, but, but he's I, not I haven't crazy. Seen, I haven't seen, uh, yeah, I haven't seen just, it all the way through. You should watch I've only seen bits and pieces you on TV. So what's what's the spoiler threshold on talking about Shining then? I don't care. It doesn't matter. Okay. Well. It's been out forever, but I would really recommend people watch it if they don't. Like, that's true. For me, if they uh, haven't seen it, we, like, I, I guess we I, don't want to Going into it, I them. knew the, oh, here's Johnny chopping through the door, and yeah. I knew 
Um, the, the the freezing. The, the, yeah, the freezing, and I knew the twins in the just, hallway. Just from The Simpsons. Yeah, and I knew the, the <laughs> typewriter. That I, I knew those beats, but I didn't know how they're connected. I didn't know there's a lot of surprises in that movie that aren't one of those famous scenes. The Simpsons did really spoil The Shining for all of us who were too <laughs> young to see it. Yeah. I guess they did. Well, no, it's but like, but it's I still got a lot of value because of what I didn't already know. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it because it's so good. Yeah, because I was going to talk about something really specific in terms of like betraying audience expectations. But mm. point is, that's something that movie does really successfully. I want to throw yeah. out there that I have been begging everybody at Game Grumps for like four years now to remake The Shining for a Halloween Game Grumps special. And we would not do it justice. Fall out. Just like the fucking memorable moments for fun. Like I wanted to do the fucking door chop with Aaron and Dan. Like I wanted to fucking do the hallway. Little girls like with me and you. Like something like that. It would be so fun and cool. <laughs> well, I think. I've been begging for years for that to happen. Ugh. Would it being discussed on this podcast make it? less fun if it actually happened or would it make it even more fun <laughs> uh we'd have to twist aaron and dan's arm and see if they'd be down to do it i yeah. doubt it though they're so busy we could just reenact scenes from famous movies remember that i'm just i'm just realizing like i haven't seen the shiny i haven't seen a bunch of classic horror movies because well, i was a baby still there. have you seen the house but like why but i'm also on the podcast talking about how horror movies have changed from You're the past and the only movie watcher yeah well, but, you know? and you had seen friday the 13th i mentioned well i've, I've seen like all seen the like slasher stuff because that stuff isn't it's not scary but that's a huge part of the history of horror movies yeah but i but i also don't have that like de- i don't know as i said there's shining rosemary's baby a bunch of these movies that like i haven't seen all, like all those you show that to me, yeah. that kind of messed me up a bit. That is oh, another yeah. excellent. Have you seen The Haunting of Hill House? Nope. The original Vincent Price one or the like 2001. Oh, with Chris Kattan? Oh and I'm sorry, it's House on Haunted Hill, right? Yeah, and it's got Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah. Uh-huh. Isn't that the movie where there's like they're like in a in a chimney and something like impales someone's head? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. It, like, that was, no, that's some. That's the haunting oh, when Wilson no. gets his head chopped off. That of, was silly. You're thinking of Hot Fuzz? <laughs> <laughs> right. But again, that's another movie the haunting that takes was place in a silly. beautiful yeah, mansion. Yeah, as fuck. Right. Know, so. A lot of pretty mansions. Yeah. Yeah. How, actually, I remember House on Haunted Hill. That The remake actually scared me a lot when Who's I was a kid. Who's holding my hand? And there's weird shit. That like, fucking... Um, scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. The remake has that like fucked up chamber the guy gets put into where it's like the weird zoetrope machine yeah. that goes around. Hmm. I, I don't recommend watching it. I don't think it's a great movie. Ah, Chris Kattan turns it, in a pretty great performance. It, it doesn't hold up very well, but I still, it was a movie that definitely scared me when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. Mm. Oh, everything scared me when I was a kid. You want to know? We're back. A dinosaur's tail scared me when I was a kid. Oh want to know my? When first they become scared, when they become scary dinosaurs, oh, yeah. friendly dinosaurs. It's a strange idea. <sighs> Do we all remember no, like you. our it's first crazy. horror movie in theaters? In theaters, like the first horror movie we ever saw in theaters. I watched a lot of horror movies in high school because that was like the thing to do. Friday night, go watch the new PG thirteen horror movie. Oh no, the jump scare! Huh. Mine, mine was really that. Mine, question. mine was kind of like that. Mine, that was I when I like kind of got fed up with them because that was when I was like bombarded with them every I saw, Friday. I saw Disturbia. That was the first horror mm-hmm. movie I ever saw in theaters, starring Shia LaBeouf. The Rihanna song. Oh. Disturbia is like a. I would give that if I was going to give it an arbitrary letter grade a C. When I was young, the scene where he's like zooming in on the vent system, and then you end up seeing that creepy corpse. Yeah. Uh oh. Got me. I got. I got to say, I'm like Jory. I was raised on scary movies. My mom would always lean Not over a... to me and tell me what was going to happen before <laughs> nope. it happened. She'd nope. make predictions. So like, oh, I have that built into my mind that's now. Really so sweet. I already know whatever is going to happen. You can call oh. it, is Jaws horror. 
I, no. I yeah, that's it's about an action that, adventure. That's like I, I that's like the that's the there's closest like one thing to something scene. creepy that I saw. There's like one scene. when he goes uh, scuba diving and there's the and then dead the head body. goes. Ah! I hate that. Scene. I, I do think in general people tend to consider Jaws a horror movie, and really? it's like a weird kind of intersectional horror movie where it's like. Well, it's uh, funny because it's got some, and I mean, especially a director like that was actually competent making a horror movie. It's almost the same right. deal as it, where it's like a really, I don't know, I can't think of a good way to describe it, like a prestige, like a kind of horror movie. Sure. Yeah. Well, that, that's what's interesting that like Jaws created the idea of a summer blockbuster, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like the movie that, that was, was like. It. You're gonna watch a movie in the summer, but it's summer. You go to the beach, <laughs> but like, no. Now people are scared of going to the beach. But the the idea that like you could, I don't know if I would, but like you could categorize it as a, a horror movie, and the fact that modern horror means there's a guy with a knife and he's gonna get you, uh-huh. and every all the walls look like rust, and like everything yep. is just gonna, it's all dark and gray. <laughs> it's like no, you can do really interesting things with the idea of a horror movie of something disturbing and unnatural and like. Trying to maybe get a message across if you're feeling really adventurous. So like I the also, sixth um, sense, like that when I, I think of that, like the sixth yeah. sense did a really good job of balancing mm. the two. Yes. That's like that's one a of really the good class, example. That was when quote unquote classic. But that Amalamiam was really good. Yeah, that was his second movie. I think. Oh my god. I think Unbreakable was first. Unbreakable. No, no, was, uh, Unbreakable is uh, good. No, Unbreakable was, first, was immediately right? after Sixth Sense. Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was shit. like his like first breakthrough movie. Unbreakable is still is also a really good movie. Not not anywhere near. Let's just split. Yeah, it's it's not anywhere near as good as split, yeah. but <laughs> or the Avatar film, which I've heard is stellar. Oh yeah, um, but like the Sixth Sense, I thought like really rode the line because I I usually hate the movies that I hated for the longest time were paranormal movies because my whole thing was about the how cheap the jump scares were because it's like the ghost can appear anywhere, so there's no there's yeah. no like mm-hmm. like fun you can have with it. it's just like there's no real rules. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. kind of like you can do anything. And when there's so. no rules when it comes to that stuff, I'm like, oh, then it's just put in there to make us jump just to keep us our brains looking at the screen but like the sixth sense did a lot of stuff well like the jumps were more in tune with the disturbingness of what happened well yeah it was there was was like one jump scare i like actually remember Mm -hmm. which is like this this little girl there was like a little girl she vomited yeah yeah she was like there was a flashlight shined on her and then she's like oh and then she's like yeah 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 but most of she's like like, help me most of the really disturbing stuff is just like from the kid's perspective yeah just like getting you to empathize with oh this kid's life sucks yeah Yeah. Yeah. i remember that as a when i saw that as a kid when i don't remember it exactly but when there's the one kid that he's talking to who then turns around and you see like a huge chunk of the back yeah that's the scene that stuck with me yeah that kid that scene got me pretty good as a kid Mm -hmm. where like um that, it was that aspect of it. It wasn't like it was scary. No, because he just kind of casually turns around and you're yeah. like, oh. It was, and it was more empathizing with Haley Joel Osment. Like, oh, that yeah. blows. <laughs> yeah. This kid yeah. sees this everywhere. But that was what made it so disturbing and it made it feel, quote unquote, real. It made yeah. it believable that this world could exist and this kid could see dead people and whatever. Yeah. It wasn't just, oh, no, we're scaring you. Oh, we're getting you. And it's just like, okay. That was the perfect movie where they could have thrown in all the just most pointless bullshit jump scares. And when they remake that movie in in five years, you bet there's going to be a thousand jump scares in it. Right on. Unless you're directing it, Barry. I'm going to be a great <laughs> horror director. That's my that's Have my you guys goal. ever seen Eraserhead? Yeah. No. That is a disturbing movie. Yeah. That I think is one that sticks I actually, you. I've been, uh, I kind of casually mentioned. Is it Grindhouse mentioned, or uh, shit all? No, 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 no. No? Yeah, it's, um... Is that... Wait, I'm thinking of... 
is what's a razor head? A razor head's David Lynch. It's very art housey. Okay. It's just like yeah. What the fuck uh-huh. is happening? Yeah, like, that's just kind it, of Lynch's mo. Yeah, and I um, I was thinking of like sorry, I was thinking of ten. Hellraiser. I've seen scenes oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like I which would never I can watch this whole yeah. movie. Uh, every time I watch it, I'm just like, what the. Fuck? <laughs> Like, it's one of those movies where it's someone's dreams being interpreted in a weird way, and it's just, like, done so far, you have no idea what the original premise was. Yeah, yeah. and especially so since the, mm-hmm. David Lynch just refuses to resolve something like <laughs> yeah. that. The way that movie ends, just, like, in an elliptical, abstract nightmare, is just, yeah. like, so good. Mm-hmm. Go see Mother, Susie. I want to go see Mother. <laughs> I really want to, because, like, I... Every time Aaron comes home from work, he's like, let's watch a movie. What do you want to watch? It's always, let's watch a scary movie. Yeah. And, and rules. I, I have a feeling that he will see that movie with me. I'm always like, I want to watch something with colors and no substance. Oh, just something really bright Aaron, and happy. Just watch anime. <laughs> That's very yeah, I'm just going to watch all the anime. I think Angry Birds is still on Netflix. Nothing wrong with that. Yes! <laughs> oh my God. That's what I want to watch. If you, uh, if you listen to the uh, video game adaptations podcast on UniversalStudios.com, uh, <laughs> Ryan does have a tendency to advocate for the Angry Birds movie. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> No, but, um, it, I mean, Angry Birds is a decent horror movie. Okay. No, as, as it goes, no, that like we're derailing now. That, yeah. that one like, creature, holy. that like the yellow creature, that like has the ability the po- to the pointy explode. One, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's gruesome. terrifying. All right, I'm checking out now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, so so in summation, I think we're all kind of sick of jump scares for the sake of jump scares. Jump scares. We're all yeah. And, I just think that there's a lot that can be done with the idea of horror that's not just the tropey stuff. It just seems like that's what sells. Well, so I mean, that, that's fine. I'm just going to stay away. I don't need horror movies in my life. I just like horror movies that get to me and tell interesting stories definitely. and don't just jump out at me every 10 seconds. And I, that but just at least, doesn't really exist. I mean, at least a few come out every year. Really? I mean, Good horror movies, yeah. Mm. That don't have a ton of jump scares, <laughs> yeah. I am a. I'm like gonna, if you look what came the, out this like year, that doesn't have a ton of jump scares. In the independent scares. scene and shit like that, like I have to go back. I don't know like specific dates. This year's been shitty in okay. terms of like any movie. It, well, what was a recent horror movie scares. that didn't have a ton of jump scares? I would it recommend follows. it. Follows oh. exactly what I was gonna say. I the want, soundtrack is. I heard that's beautiful. really good. Yeah, I heard that's um, really good. I want to watch that. I, it is good. I recommend it. Kind it. of. It kind of crosses the line for some of this stuff, but uh, Green Room is not super jump scary. Green Room it's is more really of just good. Like being mm. upsetting. It's, 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 it's a very viscerally upsetting movie. Visceral was the mm, perfect yeah, way to like like Requiem for a Dream levels of oh god, everything just is bad. Green Room is there's a lot of gore. It's, it's a very oh, it's, it's a, well, well I, it's not a gore fest. There's one scene in particular that I know. The one that one does. It's not. It's it's no saw or hostile. No, the, no, no. The it's gore not is, torture. The porn. gore is realistic mm-hmm. in the situation they're in. Okay. It's it's human horror. It's but, the horror of there might be people actually like this. Green Out Green there. Room is uh, a very much like yeah. It's a. Uh, an actual like put yourself in this person's shoes. This Patrick is the worst Stewart thing might actually be here. out there. Patrick Stewart mm-hmm. is coming at me with a southern accent. <laughs> I would be okay with that. Um, See, I mean, there have been a, a a number of films that have come out. I mean, as I said, fair. but it's yeah. but it's like it's cluttered with a bunch of you know horror. And, and because I'm such a wuss when it comes to jump scares, I feel like I have to I have to ask someone a hundred times when they're like, "Oh, you should really see." I'm like. But it doesn't have a lot of jump scares. Yeah. It's like, well, it has like a couple. That's, and I that's, watch it and it's like, gah, 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 gah. Like, <laughs> it, just, it just makes me not enjoy it as much because I'm always on edge. And not in the way that's fun, but the way that's like annoying. Yeah. yeah. I would, um, there's a movie, have you guys seen The Invitation? Mm-mm. Uh, it's on Netflix, and I think it's a perfect like tension and release experiment where it's a, it's a pretty long, very, very slow burn. Uh... 
I don't really know what to say about it. It's a domestic thriller where Ooh. some mm. people go to a party at some old estranged friend's house. And it's just about, like, being in this person's shoes. And I think it's very effective in being emotional, where it really is very based around uh, social stuff that's more relevant, where it is, mm-hmm. like... These are people that I love. Why are they doing this? Why is this happening? Like, Interesting. Uh, testing like the boundaries of like almost like without spoiling anything, like it's like people being like polite to a fault. <laughs> and just like it's so much of <laughs> a it Canadian is really, horror movie. Yeah. So much of it is really relatable that the tension and release and just like wondering what's going to happen as like you're mm. watching the timeline on Netflix get further and further to the end of the movie. And, right. Uh, it's it's really effective and it's really good and mm. zero jump scares. <laughs> you got my vote. <laughs> okay. Just saying, domestic horror reminded me of um, a movie I wanted to see and didn't, which was Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, it's good. Or that was very good. It's not. It, it's like a. I would call it maybe arbitrary letter grade B minus. Want it to sink in. There's no spoilers in my review, but it's just my thought on the whole. Well, give me give me your elevator Ryan. review. My elevator review. Yeah. I I really liked three fourths of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's actually. <laughs> I, I would maybe say the same thing. You mean the last cool. fourth? Yeah, I'm not going to say which For... fourth I didn't like. <laughs> Shit! I'm just saying right. that there's a fourth in there. It's the second fourth, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All I'm I mean, saying that's, is that's... It's, it's like... There's a lot of movies I love where I'm like, uh, but the third act kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, what, what I will recommend, um, watch 10 Cloverfield Lane and then read, if if you if you have the time, read the original script that it's based off of. The original oh, script, the ideas are really... like It's it's a much better film. Really? Because mm-hmm. yeah. J.J. Abrams added his certain fourth in there um (laughs) and it's a it's it's a that that fourth and i'm not gonna say it could be the third could be the first the first you never know uh it's really out of left field yeah Hmm. sounds like a later fourth no 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 no, no. how would the first fourth be out of left field jordan could you imagine if the movie like just it's like it's just a black screen, just a fourth of the movie, and all of a sudden it starts. Whoa, that was unexpected! I mean, <laughs> came out of left field. I am thinking about the opening shot of Blue Velvet by David Lynch, which yeah. definitely mm. when it's going through the the it's going through this nice white picket fence suburb, and then there's a guy mowing his lawn, and then it goes beneath the lawn, and there's just bugs <laughs> yeah. writhing on top of each other. And you're like, huh? <laughs> I, this took a turn, and then we're three seconds in. There's a bunch of stuff like that in his whole filmography. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was actually I kind of mentioned Twin Peaks earlier and I think um especially watching Twin Peaks the return before mm-hmm. watching it kind of ruined it to an extent for me just because like Twin Peaks the return there's shit up and down. I I don't know if I recommend sitting through all 18 hours of it, but there's just yeah, so hard sell. there's so many moments in it that are just what was that yeah. like there's literally abstract imagery throughout it and so cool. it we've been a little hard on it i think actually it's mostly a pretty i enjoyed it i just I wish it didn't have jump scares every scene what are you talking about we've been hard on it <laughs> you've been hard on it <laughs> <Smack> <laughs> you um, were mixed on it at best super super I fast it. that's true yeah uh, I, said I, I had a lot of fun which is respect there's just certain decisions that like were done as i said just like the the canned childhood stuff and the jump scares uh, with the sound design like the only sound like, design jump is questionable scares that were jump scares alone was like the walkie-talkie noises no but those i can defend because those are actually sounds within the universe and that stuff yeah, is actually i would i would more defend life. that but those were the, like a dead silent and then i was on loud screech from walkie-talkie that's a jump scare <laughs> yes jump scare. that yeah. is a jump scare I but also, i can defend that jump scare i do too because, even though it because annoys I've, me. I've been alone in the house and all of a sudden like my phone will go like Doo-doo! 
doing? I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. oh. it's just <laughs> my phone. And they never did a double jump scare where it's like, oh, oh, I guess it was nothing. Oh, there's the big scare. Like, I, I once saw a movie where like someone that. woke up from a dream twice. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something, something from it. I realized I haven't mentioned to anyone, and I'll try to say this without being spoilery. But there's a shot in the movie in terms of like really wanting surreal imagery. The one shot that I really, really, really enjoyed is there's the shot where they stabilize the image on Pennywise's yes. face yeah. Yeah. as a bunch of crazy shit is I going on. I love that scene. I adore it. That, like, was, that was so really great. That made the whole movie worthwhile. Scene. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> that was a great scene. Mm -hmm. He was a very charming clown. Um, real quick, I wanted to mention, because you mentioned Netflix, and remind me, uh, Stranger Things was, was a so wonderful... Good horror-esque kind of throwback sort of thing and I really enjoyed that. It's all about um, my boy Finn. Spielboig and uh, some of the works Spielboig. of Tobe Hooper. Like, uh, well, like it touches on it like too. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a like, bunch of kids having to go up against the greater evil. Yeah. And uh, it's a good trope. I like it a lot. Just it, Hell yeah. Stranger Things used the jump scares sparingly and I thought I thought it did a good job with that. Yeah. And then it was like every single scene and that's what got exhausting for me. Nah, I agree. Even though I'm a big old wuss, and I will I openly admit that. I disagree that there are jump scares in every single scene. Because there are scares that you know are coming. Even if you know it's coming, it's delivered. still a jump scare. That's I agree with what that. what a jump scare Out of no order, like the podcast <laughs> is done. All right. Thanks for joining us, Pitch, Barry. Who are you, Ryan? I am Ryan McGee. You can Hello. follow me at... It's in the description, but it's at Eli Ryan McGee on Twitter. Nice or, to meet you, Ryan. Or I would much rather you go check out my YouTube channel that I do with my good friend. You Matt. only get one. Are you, are with you my good your friend Twitter Matt. Or it's your called YouTube. Super Mega. So you have to get rid of the Twitter plug. You only get one. Don't follow me on Twitter. Go watch. <laughs> Actually, please follow me on Twitter. I'm lonely. Aww. That's a joke. I have my dog. Go, <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. Jory. <laughs> Hello, I'm Jory. Uh. I co-developed Dream Daddy here with Woo. my good friends at Game Grumps. How many jump scares are in Dream Daddy? There's actually one jump scare. What? I'm I'm actually no, I'm not doing a bit. I'm sitting here thinking of how many <laughs> jump scares there are in the game. It's I pretty think, scary. I think there's zero, but I actually am open to being wrong about it. Okay, hmm. yeah. There might be uh, one. Check out the if game you find one, let, let, let Jory know. Where can people find you, Jory? Uh, I have a Twitter at Jory Griffiths, J-O-R-Y-G-R-I-F-F-I-S. And it'll be in the description, so I don't know why it's spelled it up. Well, they might be listening to it on like iTunes. Oh, that's it's, true. It's kind of a pain to find the description on iTunes. Sound, yep. Sound. Yeah, we're if you haven't, if you didn't know, we're on SoundCloud, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Woo. You can listen to that. Get that RSS feed going. Susie. Yeah, I'm Susie. You can find me on Kitty Cat Gaming on YouTube or at Mortimer on Twitter. And I am Barry Kramer at Razadoop on Twitter. Double Z double O. And this just, has been the G Club. It's strange. You just got Ooh. at Sulfur. Like, how'd you, how'd you manage that? We're how'd cutting you? that out of the podcast, Ryan. <laughs> it's already over. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. That was fun. Matt, don't cut that out of the podcast. Keep it in. I know. <laughs>